Coming up on today's federal newscast, Capitol Hill and the White House differ on whether or not contractors affected by this year's government shutdown should receive back pay. We get a look at the biggest hurdles federal managers face when firing someone. And a senator is desperately trying to squeeze more information out about the Pentagon taking over the security clearance process. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The White House does not support giving back pay to low-wage contractors harmed during the 35-day government shutdown. In a statement of administration policy, the White House says the provision in the minibus appropriations bill ignores important principles of federal contracting and would lead to increased cost and risk of fraud, waste, and improper payments. The administration says such a provision would be disruptive and costly, especially to meet the dual goals of paying quickly and paying accurately. Supervisors say their agency's culture is the biggest impediment to firing an employee for misconduct. A Merit Systems Protection Board survey of federal supervisors and managers shows they see more challenges with their agency's culture and support from senior management when firing an employee. Just 25% of supervisors say their understanding of the removal process is their biggest challenge. Virginia Senator Mark Warner is trying again to secure more details about the planned transfer of the security clearance portfolio from the Office of Personnel Management to the Pentagon. Warner included several amendments on the security clearance process in the Senate's draft defense authorization bill. One amendment would give the Defense Department more funding flexibility to establish a working capital fund for the security clearance business. Another measure would require an in-depth report from the new DOD entity that will begin handling security clearances on October 1st. The report must detail how the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency will prioritize background investigation requests from agencies and industry. Inconsistent leadership and an unfocused IT modernization strategy have prevented OPM from improving its retirement claims process for nearly two decades. The Government Accountability Office says OPM's latest IT retirement services modernization initiatives need a clear plan with specific timelines and goals. But OPM says inconsistent funding and leadership have hindered any progress. OPM says staffing challenges and mistakes on employees' retirement applications are other roadblocks to improving the claims process. The CIO Council details six steps to help agencies reduce the number of applications they run. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. A new playbook aims to help agencies move faster down a key path toward IT modernization. The Application Rationalization Guide from the CIO Council is trying to provide a structured approach to identify, inventory, assess the value and the total cost, score and determine the future of all software in use today across an agency. The council says the playbook also will help agencies develop a more informed IT strategy, let procurement officers buy services more efficiently, and enable users to deliver mission services to customers more effectively. I'm Jason Miller. Chair of the House Natural Resources Committee Raul Grijalva says reports of political leaders at the Interior Department screening Freedom of Information Act requests are troubling. He's called for greater oversight of the agency's FOIA procedures, and several environmental groups have called on the Acting Inspector General to review the policy as well. Internal emails obtained by roll call show political appointees had delayed or withheld the release of records scheduled for release under FOIA requests. 
Stakeholders in the Postal Service cannot wait for Congress to help put it on firmer financial footing. Postal Governor David Williams is the latest to make suggestions to modernize USPS. He says the Postal Service needs to become a more data-centric agency to keep up with its private sector competitors in the package delivery business. Postal Regulatory Commission Chairman Robert Taub says USPS needs to take a closer look at defining its universal standards for delivery. This comes after a majority of the House has co-sponsored a bill to preserve door-to-door delivery. Army Secretary Mark Esper is poised to be the next acting Secretary of Defense, but the change won't be official for several more days. More on the timeline from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Even though Patrick Shanahan has submitted his resignation as both the acting Secretary and the Deputy Secretary of Defense, it won't take effect until midnight on Sunday night. Esper will take on the duties of acting Secretary at that same time. The Pentagon says Esper and Shanahan met briefly yesterday to discuss the transition plan. Meanwhile, Ryan McCarthy, the Undersecretary of the Army, is expected to become the acting leader of that service. It would be the second time he's held that title during his tenure. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The acting head of the Consumer Product Safety Commission is resigning from her position. Anne Marie Burkle says she will be withdrawing her nominations to serve as chairman of the commission and to serve an additional term at the agency as well. She says she will remain chair until the end of September, then fully depart the commission October 27th. And the Senate confirms a Trump nominee 18 months after the president nominated him. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has the rest of the story. Sean Cairncross receives confirmation as president of the Millennial Challenge Corporation. The independent agency makes overseas grants to help alleviate poverty. Cairncross, an attorney, was deputy assistant to the president early in the Trump administration. Before that, he worked for the Republican National Committee and the National Republican Senate Committee. Karen Cross was a partner at a Washington law firm specializing in helping businesses and political appointees navigate compliance. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 